questions. Proverbs chapter 20, if you have your Bibles. Proverbs 20. The Tuscanini airmen were a group of uh, um, World War II airmen fighters in Europe. But what was very unique about them is, uh, although they belonged to the 332nd Fighter Command and the 477th Bomber Command of the U.S. Army Air Corps, there was no Air Force then. Air Force was actually founded after the Second World War. But the Tuscamini Airmen became famous for two reasons. First is because they were all African Americans. They were actually the first black soldiers to be airmen in the United States Army. There was actually a movie made, I think, uh, I think it was George Lucas made a movie on them many years ago. But the second thing that made them very interesting, uh, or very noteworthy is that, uh, they protected their bombers and, uh, they were, they became the best. When an air bomber was lost, there would be 10 to 11 crewmen on that plane. The airmen, the Tuscanini airmen were brought in, given different strategies. But their strategy was to never leave the bomber. Never. Regardless of what was happening around them, when the enemy attacked, stay on course, defend your charge. As a result of the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bombers they escorted, they only lost 25. Bombers, their legend became that if you flew a bomber, you wanted what they called the red tails because they painted their tails of their aircraft red because their motto was the last plane, the last bullet, the last man, the last minute we fight. The, they went on, they're celebrated, excellent pilots, never wavered from duty. One man said, no matter what was happening, they stayed faithful to their calling. I want to talk to you about the reward of faithfulness. Because God loves people that stay to the stuff. It's noteworthy. I want to read Proverbs 20, verse 6. In the New King James, it says, Most men will proclaim each his own goodness. But who can find a faithful man? The New Living Translation says, Many will say they are loyal friends, but who can find one who is truly reliable? The term faithfulness, if we want to just define it, it means to remain loyal or steadfast. It is mostly used in our day. It's funny, you can Google a word and you can see how it's used. And uh, it was uh, predominantly used uh, uh, much in the 1850s. But the word faithfulness has had a steady decline since 1850, 1860. 
It is mostly used in the context of marriage, that when you think about being faithful to your spouse. It also has the words of being reliable or consistent. Consistency would be part of the thought of faithfulness. That, uh, you know, uh, ships or cars, especially if they're older, could be called old faithful. Right? That it's reliable. This is what Yosemite Sam, uh, Yosemite Park rather, not Yosemite Sam, Yosemite Park's geyser is called old faithful. Our text tells us that God marks faithful people. Webster Merriam-Webster's website says some of the common synonyms of faithfulness are loyalty, resolute, staunch, and steadfast. Well, these words mean a firm adherence to whatever one owes alliance. Faithful simply implies an unanswering adherence of a person or a thing to an oath, a promise to which they were tied or contracted. Faithful to their promise. God is pleased by faithfulness. Psalms uh, 31, 23, Oh, love the Lord, all you saints, for the Lord preserves the faithful and He fully repays a proud person. He says I, He loves, He preserves, He takes care of. God, if anything, He marks its faithfulness. He's looking for people who are reliable, steadfast, who will stay to uh, what they've committed to. This is what God is wants to establish in the earth. First uh, Corinthians 4, 2. Uh, now a person who is put in charge as a manager must be faithful. Psalms 101, verse 6. My eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land that they may dwell with me. He who walks in a perfect way, he shall serve me. Now this is God speaking in the first person. My eyes, they're looking for faithful people. He's looking. He says, I'm pleased with this. I, people I can trust who are reliable, who are hell, this is great. Other people note this. Your boss loves faithful people. Just ask a boss who is vexed because people aren't faithful. They, you don't know if they're going to show up and if they show up, are they going to work? It is, it's a natural understanding that, and it's lost in our generation. Faithfulness, like I said, that word is just so declined. Proverbs twenty-five nineteen: confidence in an unfaithful man in a time of trouble is like a bad tooth or a foot out of joint. It's, he says, it's painful. A bad tooth hurts only when you do two things. When you breathe in and when you breathe out. Because if you stopped breathing, your tooth would stop hurting. Right? It's painful to rely on someone who is not faithful. A foot out of joint is obviously, it's very slowing. 
You can't move quickly when your foot's out of joint. Uh, reliance in someone who is not faithful uh, begins to hinder you. It makes movement difficult. It makes progress difficult. This is why God is pleased. Bosses are pleased. Spouses are pleased with faithfulness. Paul writes of Timothy in First. Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17 for this reason I've sent Timothy to you who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord who will remind you of all my ways in Christ as I teach everywhere in every church Paul marked men around him who were faithful. There were others. Uh, it's first in, in uh, Colossians 1 7, uh, you have learned of Ephroditus, our dear fellow servant who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf. Because God marks faithfulness. He looks for faithfulness. He rewards faithfulness. Luke 16.10, if you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest with little things, you, will, you won't be honest with greater responsibility. Paul says in 1 Timothy 12 that the mark of why he was put into the ministry is that he thanked God, God strengthened him, but he counted him faithful. That God marks, he says, you know why I'm in the, why God has given me this place? Because I'm faithful. That's what Paul is saying. That when God sees a faithful person, he can use them, he can help them, he can cause his will to be accomplished in the earth. Matthew chapter 25 verse 21. The master was full of praise. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling a small amount. Now I will give you many more responsibilities. Come, let us celebrate together. Let us rejoice. The thought, the understanding is as you are faithful with the little things, God marks that. He looks at that. He's watching that. He's looking for faithful people. Our text tells us the marks of faithful people. And they are worthy to note, most men will proclaim his own goodness, but a faithful man, but who can find a faithful man? Many will say they are our loyal friends, but who can find one who is truly reliable? Mark of people who aren't faithful is usually they're braggers. And what I mean by that is that they want to tell you either how talented they are or how good they've done. When I took over a church, not this one, there was a man in it. This guy was, there are certain people that will be etched in your mind forever, right? We all have them. This is one of them, right? I take over this church. He immediately wants to tell me what a great guy he is. He just comes out, he just, you know, brother, I'm called of God, and I just want you to know I'm probably the most anointed preacher in this place. And, uh, you know, and I'm not even sure if he was including me in that list, but whatever. And so, you know, and he's just going on and, you know, uh, just how he's good, this and that and that and this, and just a bragger. 
The problem is he couldn't hold a job. He had nine jobs in one year. Whenever he was fired, it was always persecution, witchcraft. It was always the enemy. It was always their other fault. Finally, his roommate, he got so behind on his rent, his roommate went and asked him, said, the guy doesn't do his job. He just argues with people all day. He's just irritating people all. And this is job after job after job after job. He ended up, long story, but he was immoral. It was just an incredible uh, thing. But he bragged. Braggers. They will declare their own good, their own worth. They'll tell you what they've done. Their virtues, their talents, their abilities, their, their high worthiness. I actually had a girl one time tell me that it wasn't actually her, it was her husband. She was just agreeing with it. That she was a profession, she was, she sang on a professional level. I'm not sure how high the standards were in Lithuania that that would be a professional level. That, that just was like, wow. Teddy Roosevelt, the president said, it's better to be a faithful, better to be faithful than famous. On people who are faithful don't have to go around bragging. They don't have to go around saying, well, do you know what I did? I mean, me? Do you, do you, do you, do you know? Do you know how talent, do you know who you're talking to? I always love, there's an illustration, I'm not sure if I've ever told this true story, their plane got delayed, everybody had to get off. I've, I've experienced this before, get off the plane, they're gonna rebook you. And you line up, and there was one man, he comes screaming to the front of the line, and he says, hey, hey, I need to rebook. And the, the woman at the counter, God, you know, they got a tough job. She's like, so do all these other people. He goes, hey, do, but do you know who I am? So she very calmly picks up the microphone and she says, ladies and gentlemen, we have a man up here who doesn't seem to know who he is. And he's asking me if I know and I don't. Is there anyone here that you know who he is? Right, all embarrassed, tail between, everyone in line clapped for this woman. That's not a, that's a mark of people who aren't faithful, because faithful people don't need to tout their faithfulness. It's just seen. Because it's all about the kingdom. Braggers make it all about them. They're not measuring all the time. Well, I do this and I, they're measuring. Do you know what I did in 2006? No, because a faithful man is saying, how can I be better in 2024? Not terribly worried about, well, do you know how good I was back then? Great, wonderful. But are you looking for, how can you improve? See, faithfulness doesn't have to be defended. Proclaiming your own goodness does. Because the truth is, you ain't as good as you think. When you win, you ain't as good as you thought you were. And when you lose, you're not as bad as you thought you were. That's just a reality of life.
I spoke to a couple in Prescott. They rent houses. They rent lots of houses. They, this is what they do, and they've got this business and such. And I said, you know, what is the best way to determine whether it'll be someone will be a good tenant or not? I mean, you know, background checks, criminal record. What what is it? It's a credit score. Your FICA score. Do you pay your bills? That's what FICA score is. Do you pay your bills? And, of course, are you up to eyeball debt in your eyeball? The two biggest factors in your credit score is how much do you owe and do you make your payments on time? And the payments on time are the number one effector of a credit score. Not necessarily. And, and let me just say this. It's not really a credit score. It's a debt score. That's what it really is. It's not really a... You know, anyway, that's another sermon. But, but the thought there is faith. Are you faithful in paying your bills? If you take a car loan, if you take, if you have a credit card, do you pay it or do you like forget and just put it off and throw it to the side and all of that? It doesn't have to be proved, defended. It bleeds over into all areas of life. In Galatians chapter 5, the gifts or the fruits, if you will, the fruit of the Spirit, one of them is listed is faithfulness. In 1940, Clarence Jordan founded a farm in Georgia. It was a haven for racial unity and cooperation. He created this farm in in 1940s, very prejudiced in the South. I mean, it's obviously still there. It's getting better, but, you know, it it was very intense. In 1954, the Ku Klux Klan burned everything to the ground on the farm except for Jordan's home. In the midst of the raid, Jordan recognized one of the voices of the Klansman, as one of the local reporters from the newspaper, the next day the reporter showed up to do a story about the arson while the rubble was still smoldering. He found Johnson in the field planting seed. He said to Jordan, uh, I'm sorry, Jordan, he found Jordan planting. He said, Jordan, I heard the awful news of the tragedy last night. I came out to do a story on the closing of your farm. Jordan just kept planting and hoeing. The reporter continued to prod with no response. Finally, the reporter asked and said, you've got two PhDs, you put 14 years into the farm, and now there's nothing left. Just how successful do you think you've been? With that statement, Jordan dropped his hoe, and he said to the reporter, you just don't get it. You just don't understand us Christians. We're not about success but faithfulness. It's a powerful statement. God is not just looking for your success. He's looking for your faithfulness. Because God rewards the faithful person. That's what He does. He rewards them on earth. Proverbs 28.20, a faithful man will abound with blessings, but he who hastens to be rich will not go 
unpunished. What is the hasten to be rich? We all want to be rich. How many want more money? If you're not raising your hand, you're lying, right? Of course you do. And we'll all try to get it, right? So what, what is that actually talking about? I've been rich, you know, as Pastor Mitchell used to say, I've been rich, I've been poor, I'd rather be rich. I get that. What is it? It's selfishness. Hastening to be rich, putting self before faithfulness. Wanting more, wanting better, wanting this, wanting to create a name for yourself. But see, with faithfulness, God opens doors. He who is faithful with a little will be faithful with much. You have been faithful with a little. Come and I will give you more responsibilities. God blesses open doors, opportunities, and gives His people favor and blessing and and will move upon them and help them. God rewards. When I was assistant pastor on Cape Cod, we uh, refinanced the building that they had owned at the time. This was the tennis courts that got torn down before they could buy the new building. And I was heavily involved in that, picking the lots and and dealing with the initial uh, processes that would end up taking 11 more years. But as we were there refinancing the building and such and and trying to just get uh, there was uh, some uh, repave the parking lot and get some extra money to put in air conditioning in the building we were currently in and some other issues of a of, of a balloon payment that we had to get rid of and such the way it was done is they sold bonds and and it's it's kind of a precarious way to do it but basically the bond company would not charge a commission if people in the church or were brought by the church bought bonds for the mortgage and the great thing about a mortgage the way this was done is if you put your money in the bank let's say you get 2% let's say that you know the current commercial rate for mortgage uh, is 9% because it's higher than your standard home mortgage and so somewhere in the so they would set the mortgage the interest rate at say 5% uh, that's what you get that's what the church pays with a small little fee uh on top of that they get the money and dole it out every 6 months it works uh, and you get better interest the church gets a lower interest it worked out well And as I'm talking to this man, he says, you know what? I have a man that will buy any bonds that are left. I said, really? He goes, yeah. He began to tell me about this man. He was a missionary. He had gone to South America. He had given 15 years of his life in, in, I think it was Brazil. He had labored there, doing, I don't know all involved, I don't know if it was like our fellowship establishing a church or what he was doing. He returned to the States. He had nothing. Nothing. But God saw this man's faithfulness and began to bless him, reward him. And within a few short years, he had lots of money. 
And he would say, he, one of the reasons is because he said, I will bless the kingdom of God. And if that helps churches get their buildings, well, bless God, I'll do that. And so God blessed him. He said, this man is incredible. As he just began to share with me his heart. This man, as a missionary, just God blessed him. Because God rewards faithful people. Not only that, in heaven, God's not going to ask you about your talents. He's not going to ask you about your good looks, your smarts. He's going to reward you according to your faithfulness. Matthew 24, 44, uh, Matthew 24, 45 and 46. A faithful, sensible servant is the one who when the master can give him responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them. If the master returns and finds that servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. Revelation 2, verse 10, to one of the churches, he says, Do not be afraid of what you'll suffer. The devil will throw some of you into prison to test you. You will suffer for ten days, but if you remain faithful, even when facing death, I will give you a crown of life. God rewards the faithful. We won't know all that He'll have for us until we get to heaven. I've said all that to say this. Forty years this church has been here. Forty years... Pastors, most more good than bad, but not always great. And yet you've stayed faithful. I know some of you don't go back. No one goes back to Pastor Eric Strutz. I know that. No one has been here for 40 years. Tom is close, but that's... But the faithfulness. The little things you do, the sacrifices you make, may not be noticed by others, but God sees every one of them and smiles. That's what someone wrote. You know, there are Sunday school teachers and children's church workers and youth ministry who don't get applause. Nobody goes, hey, it's great every week, give you... But God sees it. And God salutes your faithfulness. There are people who clean and fix things. And maybe nobody else sees that. Nobody else, you know, there, there are a lot of things like, you know, in this building, like, you know, we spent a lot of money on air conditioning. Nobody, nobody, and I don't mean this in a bad way, maybe with the exception of Corey. No, definitely with the exception of Corey. Uh, has gone, let's go see it. <laughs> right? No, it's like, yeah, it works. We felt it. It was, a, you know, comfortable this summer. We, we may need another unit. I get that. But, but, you know, it was much more bearable than it was when we first moved in. And that was, <laughs> that was tough. <laughs> a couple of weeks there, that was tough. And so, right? There's a lot, and I say that to say there are a lot of behind-the-scenes things that cause a church to function. God sees that. 
There are people who make a service work. There's 15 different details from the nursery workers so that I'm not competing right, with the boys trying to talk to each other in service because, hey, mom, he's talking, I can talk, right? Because that's what a one-year-old thinks. If he's talking, I can talk, I'll talk back to him. <laughs> he tries to talk to me in prayer sometimes, so maybe I can talk to him here in service, right? You know, they don't get it. They're, you know, great. Uh, thank God for the nursery workers. God sees your faithfulness. Sometimes they have to miss services. It's not always nice. There's people who outreach. Sometimes that is on the organized Friday night, Saturday outreaches. They come, they labor. Sometimes it's just witnessing on your own. God sees your faithfulness. You tithe, you give. God sees that. We, by law, have to give out tax records and such, and we do that. I don't pay attention that much. I mean, I might look at what the actual offering is, because we've got the bills, the mortgage to pay, and different other contracts to take care of, and maintenance, and what all that, you know. It's a business in that sense. So that does interest me. And I'm not looking at who gave what, how much. But God is. The widow who gave two mites. Jesus says, I've noted her. This gospel, wherever it's preached, she'll be mentioned. Just like we just, just like I did. God notes that. Those that pray. God sees that. God sees your faithfulness. You know, I don't know if you've ever been out with religious people who know they should pray, and when you get your food, they want to have a kind of a pseudo-prayer meeting because they bow their heads and they know they should be praying and they want to pray for everything else. Why doesn't our fellowship, why, you know, why do you just, God bless his food, amen. And it's like, right? Let's grub a dub dub, yay for the grub, let's eat, right? Yay, God. Why? Because we pray. If you're in prayer meetings, then you don't have to pray for the Stoles and the Harrises and the Van Epps and the Mitchells and the this and the that. Well, you're about to eat your hamburger. God sees that. And he's pleased. You've been through ups and downs, crazy doctrines, whatever. And he sees your faithfulness. And he's pleased. Forty years is a long time. And like I said, nobody's actually been here 40 years. But some of you have been here for 20, 30 years more, you've been saved. If you're a faithful tither, you're not going, 
man, I could have spent that money on other things. Because you know you wouldn't have. It would have been a hole in your pocket. It would have fell out of, just like the Bible talks about. The mark in our text is faithful people don't brag. They don't say, hey, 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 I did this. And it's not always bad to, once in a while, say, and we all need affirmation. It's part of our human makeup to be acknowledged, to be appreciated. That's in there. When I was praying what to preach, of course I do pray what Lord, what to preach. You know, some of it comes out of my Bible reading. Sometimes, sometimes it's impressions. This one was an impression. Tell the faithful people of your, this congregation, God sees you and He's pleased. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless or wasted. God sees, marked it down, and He rewards His people because of your faithfulness. And as I look across this room, I have to say, God, thank you, thank you, thank you for their faithfulness. You may not be able to do everything, but that which you can do and you do do, God has noted it, and He'll bless you for it. Let's bow our heads for just a moment. There's a wonderful presence of God with us right now. Maybe you're here and you're not right with God, or you're backslidden. You're not saved. I'm born again. You need Jesus Christ. Backslidden away from God. You need to come home very quickly before we do anything else. Slip up your hand. Say, pray for me. I need Jesus. I need to get my heart right with God. Anyone at all. The great thing about faithfulness and faithful people is they often don't even think about a reward, a blessing, about what God has for them. That years of faithfulness. God visits Cornelius with an angel of the Lord in Acts chapter 10. He says, Cornelius, your offerings and your prayers have come up before the Lord. They're here before you, and now he is going to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's going to become the first Gentile to become filled with the Holy Spirit. Marked down for all of eternity. What preceded that was his faithfulness. Faithfulness doesn't buy your blessing because faithful people don't function that way. 
faithful people simply say, God, I just want to serve you. I just want to be a blessing. And that's what many of you have done. And you've managed and stayed and skirted and fought and been around all of those things. But you've stayed faithful to the call. And as we're kind of concluding with Pastor Jesse, the celebration, that really began with Pastor Greg in September of last year. Celebrating our 40th anniversary. It's been a very unique year building and all that's been involved. We've honored the men of God who have come. We'll honor Pastor Jesse. We'll honor, we've honored Pastor Day and Pastor Strutz and Pastor Men for their labors and their faithfulness. But what cannot be missed is your faithfulness. Your giving that makes it possible for us to plant churches your prayers, your labors, the behind the scenes things that change an atmosphere of a church, the nursery workers, the children's church, the youth workers, the on and those who fix and clean and all of that, God sees and he knows and he blesses. Let's all stand. We're going to allow you to talk to God if you want. Other than that, you can worship God. Just give Him praise for what He's doing right now because there's a wonderful presence of God. You deliver me from darkness unto light. You give my soul a bond in life. Majestic is your name. righteousness. Oh, 
Make my 